Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Right ahead as we get into the uh, Christmas spirit. Uh, we're going to get into uh, what's happening at the southern border. The uh, price of the COVID lockdown and major reparations happening in California. But first, I think we need a Christmas song just to get in the spirit. Yeah. You're a mean one, Mr. Joe. This is Jim Gusset. You clench your fists and yell. In front of that red background, it appeared that you're in hell, Mr. Joe. It's obvious to everyone that you are not well. Yeah, it's not going to get better. the strategy to mobilize true international depression. You're a mean one. Mr. Joe, MAGA, you attack. You call us all fascists and you will not take it back, Mr. Joe. Thanks to your incompetence, we're on the wrong track. You're a mean one, Mr. Joe. Donald Trump's good name, Mr. Joe. If they don't impeach you, it will be a shame. Yeah, you know, wishful thinking. So Judge uh, Matthew Kazmarek of the Northern District of Texas stopped Joe Biden's administration from ending the Trump-era remain-in-Mexico policy. No telling if this is going to affect uh, Title 42, which goes bye-bye. And uh, what's happening at the, uh, the southern border is an assault on our country, on our sovereignty, and that's people. And it is, uh, it is a crime. It's a crime, 100%. Americans are dying from it, too, by the way. In mass. Check this out. Listen to this. This this'll, this'll make you feel good. No, not really. Drug overdoses among US teens doubled from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one. Teenagers. Even as use of illicit substances declined, fentanyl fueled a nationwide crisis. CDC reported today that teenage overdoses increased one hundred nine percent over the last two years. Deaths caused by fentanyl alone increased one hundred and eighty two percent. Children. What has Joe Biden said about fentanyl? What has Joe Biden said about China creating the fentanyl, taking it to Mexico, and having it come across the border? Not one damned word. Officials warn that many U.S. teens are dying after ingesting drugs like cocaine, Adderall, and Xanax that are contaminated with fentanyl. They also learn that social media platforms have become the new marketplace for illicit drugs. 107,622 Americans died of drug overdose last year. More than 70% of the deaths caused by fentanyl. Across the entire period, 2,231 teens never made it to high school graduation. Yeah. Just over 83%, 1,871, were caused by fentanyl. Across... uh, uh, states, 31 teen overdose deaths were recorded in July 2019. This figure reached a, pay, a peak of 87 before falling to 51. These are just uh, several states. In 2019 to 2020, 64% an increase in deaths were recorded. Other than that, nothing to worry about. 
More Americans died from fentanyl overdose in 2021 than died in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Vietnam wars combined. Wow. Wow. The U.S. suffered 884 teen fentanyl deaths in 2021, according to uh, University of California, a 30% increase from the 680 in 2020, and a 250% jump from uh, the 253 logged in 2019. Researchers at the CDC wrote in their report, widespread availability, availability of illicit manufactured fentanyl proliferated and counterfeit pills resembling prescription drugs but containing uh, fentanyl or other drugs e- and ease of purchasing pills through social media have increased fatal overdoses among adolescents. What have the social media companies done about that while they banned Donald Trump and Steve Bannon and others? What have they done? Nothing. Remain in Mexico, formerly known as the Migrant Protection Protocol, allows the Department of Homeland Security, which is a tool of the deep state we have seen because they created the Department of Disinformation and they're doing nothing about the southern border, to quickly return border crossers to Mexico while they await their asylum and immigration hearings in the United States, effectively eliminating the practices practice commonly known as catch and release. The judge's uh, decision came several months after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled the Biden administration did not violate the Immigration and National Act when it sought to end the Remain in uh, Mexico policy. However, the Supreme Court left over the possibility that a district court had the power to vacate the administration's ending of the program. I want to know where the governor of Texas is, to be quite honest. I want to know where he is. Where's Greg Abbott on this? Why is he not sending the National Guard to the bloody border right now? Because it's sick. Oh, here is, a, here is Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday saying that the Biden administration has done a lot of work on securing the border from day one. What Americans should know is that the president uh, has, done, uh, has done the work uh, to deal with what we're seeing at the border. Since uh, You know, uh, honestly, are, is anybody that stupid? Is anybody that, no, nobody's that stupid. Aren't you just getting tired of this noise? Where they, they uh, that's, ga- that's gaslighting. All right. We all know that that's absolute crap. We know it's a lie. We see the news reports that aren't being covered by ABC, CBS, NBC, NPR, MSNBC. We're not stupid. We know that people are dying. We know that people are suffering. We know that our border is being overrun. And that jackweed stands there yesterday in front of the world and says, oh, no, we've been working on it. We put, uh, yeah, we put to Kamala Harris, the most incompetent person ever to be vice president other than Joe Biden, in charge of the border. And she never has gone to the border. Unbelievable. And then, of course, oh, this is fantastic. This is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre attempting to blame the Trump administration, which had reduced the number of illegals coming across the border to a trickle. And in his second term, he'll stop it. Uh, especially because of what, what the last administration did. And they completely gutted the system. And we know that uh, this has been... Tell me exactly how. Just give me any evidence whatsoever other than just reading a, uh, a line from a script in your little binder. A, a multi-decade long problem. We need to modernize the system. So and- multi-decade multi-decade long problem. And I believe Joe Biden was a senator for about 40, 30-some uh, years and then he was the vice president and all of the problems that uh, were around in 1973 when Joe Biden took office are still around. Why hasn't Joe Biden done anything to fix this in his 
50 years of public office. And this is something that the president has put forth, and we are looking for uh, Congress to act. We are asking Congress to act. Yeah, as long as they act on the Democrats' terms, which are bullcrap, which include legalizing everybody, wholesale citizenship. That's what they want. And we ain't going to play that game. And now we don't have to. Because we're taking over Congress. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've got a new six-point plan to prepare for the up to 14,000 migrants a day when Title 42 ends. By the way, the Biden administration, I believe, is suing the state of Arizona for attempting to build a wall using shipping containers. So that's how committed to it they are. Kind of crazy, right? Kind of crazy. Gavin Newsom is overwhelmed with migrants after funding social programs for illegals. I know. Isn't that funny? I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it. I want California to go broke. I want California to go broke. I really do. I want I want them to go broke. I want people to leave California. I want their, their nothing to be of California but the remains of a failed experiment. And uh, I hope that the new governance of California will actually uh, do something about it. Here's, uh, here's Gavin Newsom. He made it down to the border for the very first time the other day. And he's suddenly saying, listen to this, he's suddenly saying that they've got a major problem with illegal immigration when he actually approved funding for numerous social programs so that illegals could get free stuff, including free health care from the government. Chris and Laura, the email to the Capitol press corps this morning was three sentences long. Newsom was at the border today discussing immigration reform. Now, for a state that has more immigrants than any other state, this is a critical issue here. In an interview with a national network, ABC News, Governor Gavin Newsom said the federal government should be doing more to address the migrant crisis. You've been the governor for years, my friend. Why haven't you done anything about it? He said the federal government keeps sending planes and buses to California full of migrants. Yeah. Because of all the good work, he says, the state is doing for the immigrant community. It's good work. Like providing health care. But he says the state is simply overwhelmed. He said with Title 42 being lifted in just one week, the state will not be able to handle the influx. Well, why is that? You are a sanctuary state. He said nine shelters along the border are already at capacity. Newsom said this is an issue that needs to be addressed by Republicans and Democrats. Uh, But not like how he said Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is doing it by sending immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. It's all on you, bro. The fact is, what we've got right now is not working, and it's about to break. And you created it, doofus. In a post-42 world, unless we take some responsibility and ownership. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's going to take responsibility and ownership for the very first time in his uh, in his life. And I'm saying that as a Democrat. I'm not saying that to point fingers. I'm saying that as a father. Oh, no, the, the fingers are pointing at you. I'm saying that as someone that feels responsible for being part of the solution, and I'm trying to do my best. No, you're part of the problem. You created the problem. Idiots like you created the problem. Yeah, um, yeah, ridiculous. Check this out. He has called for universal health care to include all illegal immigrants in the state. So now where would you rather stay? Would you rather stay in uh, uh, Nicaragua with crappy health care or come to the United States where you have the gold standard and not pay a damn dime for it? How about that? Yeah. Uh, He says here in the largest state in our nation, uh, we are uh, positioned with the budget to be able to deliver on what we've uh, been promoting, universal health care for all, regardless of pre-existing conditions, regardless of ability to pay, and regardless of immigration status. That is what he said in January. Well, you know what? Tough, Tough bleep, said the kitty. 
In September, he signed a, a legislation allowing illegal immigrants to receive state IDs. That's all about the voting thing, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Newsom parted with immigrant groups to raise $125 million for a coronavirus relief fund for illegal immigrants. They can do that. That's fine. But as far as uh, bitching and whining about what's happening, coming across the border, the use of boarded wholesale until you started to get a little bit hurt and your citizens began to really, really get hurt by it, uh, you know what? You're on your own. Two words, yon, yon. <laughs> Let's take a break. We got calls coming up. Jimmy, hold on. Mel, you hold on. This is the Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. I am a member of uh, Generation X, what I call the last analog generation. And uh, when we were kids, we played games like uh, Light Bright. Remember, it wasn't even a game. Light Bright was just the thing where you put uh, plastic things in there and you made, you know, signs that glow and art and stuff. And anyway, the, the, what the uh, edge sketch and then uh, there was a game, Don't Break the Ice. Remember Don't Break the Ice? It was about uh, hammer. It was kind of like a, it kind of uh, foretold uh, global warming. You had a guy sitting on one cube and you tried to knock the blocks out from around him. And then ultimately, if he falls to his death in the freezing cold water, presumably, uh, you know, then, then you lose. It was just, just good old-fashioned fun. I mean, you know, just sitting around playing Don't Break the Ice and playing with BB guns and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But uh, the real-life Hungry Hungry Hippo. Remember Hungry Hungry Hippo? Literally, all you did was put marbles in the middle here and then your hippo's head, when you punched it, it tried to grab the marbles. That was the game. We, we played it for hours. <laughs> Hungry, hungry hippo. What the hell was he? They had some other ones. There was this one. I can't remember what it was, but you you took these sticks and you put them in this vertical plastic tube, and uh, and you put all these sticks in there, and a whole bunch of marbles on the very top, and you pulled out the sticks, and the person who all the marbles fell. I don't remember what that was called, but we played. That's what we played with, you know. So anyway, uh, their real life hungry, hungry hippo. Two year old boy swallowed alive, then spit right back out. This happened in uh, Lake Edward, Uganda. The uh, animal was startled by uh, lo- locals throwing stones, and the <laughs> and the hippo regurgitated the kid. So this little boy, Paul Ica, went to the hospital for treatment and has since been discharged. This would be the second time he'd been discharged last couple of days. Could have been a worse way of being discharged from the hippo, but fortunately it was out the mouth. So anyway, the hippo grabbed the toddler from the head, swallowed him, half his body. When they noticed it, they started throwing stones at the uh, the hippo. Uh, he took the brave uh, uh, the bravery of one uh, Crispus Bongaza, uh, who was nearby to save the victim after he stoned the hippo. He got a hippo stone dude and uh, scared it causing to uh, spit the kid out and they took the kid there and then of course they uh, they sent the kid home after taking a rabies vaccine fortunately they didn't have to wrangle the hippo and do a, a rabies test it's, it's kind of hard with hippos because they're really big and really mean let's go to uh, mel in saratoga springs new york which if i'm not mistaken is the horse racing capital of america and he joins us on the phone mel how you doing my friend uh, th- uh, jo- uh, Rob, that's not so bad. Not too bad. And you, you're correct. That is, Saratoga Springs is. Oh, because I knew you were going to say that, and I wanted to make sure that you heard it from my <laughs> mouth, my friends. Well, you're, 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 you're boss there, John Fredericks. This is his favorite place to be. <laughs> yes, sir. Race meet here in the summertime. Yes, but uh, yes. Uh, it, it, as far as I, I, I hear about 
Title 41 or 42, rather, and what what we have in this invasion that has been going on since uh, uh, the uh, our president, President Trump, the rightful president, who should be in the Oval Office as of today. Uh, 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 this this this, this uh, Democrat Party has uh, 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 has decimated uh, uh, America. Uh, as it stands, by allowing this uh, invasion to happen, and they're facilitating it. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I, I don't hear of anybody who that in the Congress that we now uh, know that will be in control of the Republican Party uh, as of uh, what I believe is the third of January yeah. uh, of uh, twenty-three. Yeah, uh, talking about mass deportation, which I believe should uh, be for, uh, for, uh, first and foremost. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I, I think, I think you know, you you got to listen. I have sympathy for kids who were raised here. Their parents came here illegally, and they gave you know the kids uh, were born, and then they were raised here. I don't want to send a kid who's been growing up in the United States of America, uh, it, you know, send them to a third world hellhole because they don't know the language, they don't know the culture, and you know whatever. Um, but I do believe that people who come here, uh, who you know, recently need to be bye bye. Uh, there's just no. Ain't gonna happen. You came across the border illegally. Go get in line. Uh, come back. Uh, seek asylum in the proper ways and come through the proper channels. And if you don't, bye uh, bye, bye bye. I'm hoping this remain in Mexico um, uh, enforcement or at least this uh, ruling by the judge will uh, will stem the tide before Title 42 can happen. And I got to tell you what else, Mel. You know what else we ought to do, Mel? We ought to tell Mexico that we're going to shut off all trade and tourism if you don't stop illegal. If you don't seal the border by next Friday. That's what I would say. I agree. Yeah, 100%. And then I'd send, yeah. I'd send some special forces in, paint some targets, and I would blow the hell out of uh, these drug lords' mansions and manufacturing facilities. That's what I'd do. 100%. Let's go to Jim real quick in uh, Chesterfield, South Carolina. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Not much. How you doing? I'm, I'm glorious. Just, uh, on, on the reparation scale, uh, I was wondering if there's going to be any, any reparation offered to uh, those who had family members who died ensuring that the slavery ended. You would think that would kind of make sense because, you know, they lost brothers and husbands and fathers and all that stuff. You'd think they would, but uh, you know what? See, the thing is, that doesn't cover up any of the malfeasance of the Democrat Party and Democrat policies that have destroyed the black family. I understand that, but I think that fair is fair, and if it goes one way, it should go the other because those, those guys, those people give their lives also. Yes, sir. Thanks for the phone call, Jim. I appreciate it. I think, and there's one city, actually, it's kind of going for reparations himself. Business owners are uh, are basically suing municipalities run by Democrats for ruining their businesses with uh, idiotic uh, defund the police programs and whatnot. I think that people who have lived in big cities like St. Louis and, and Chicago should be able to sue for reparations for the bleep holes that 40 years of Democrat leaderships have turned their cities into. There you go. So coming up, we got Mark Morgan, one of my favorite guests, is forming acting uh, a CPB commissioner with regard to uh, the southern border. He's got a lot to say about it. That's on the other side of this break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's The Rob Carson Show. One of my favorite guests is on the Newsmax Hotline. He is Mark Morgan, the former acting CBP commissioner, senior law enforcement analyst, works with the uh, Heritage Foundation. He's a visiting fellow 
which, you know, and if Mark Morgan is a visiting fellow, make sure that there's some uh, cookies uh, because he loves cookies, especially this time of year. And he joins us on the hotline right now. Uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Rob. Hey, who doesn't like cookies, especially during the holiday season? Mark, you know, I'll tell you something. I used to have an expression. It was, if dessert were made of meat, I would eat dessert. Because I didn't care about dessert, right? <laughs> then about a little over a year ago, I just completely stopped drinking altogether. And when you do that, I've heard that your sweet tooth goes crazy. And this morning, while I'm doing the show, I'm literally eating gummy candy rolled in nerds. Okay, what the <laughs> hell? Well, hey, look, I'm doomed because I've been a meat eater my whole life. I haven't been a drinker, so I've, I've maintained a sweet tooth my whole life. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doomed. All right. Well, let's talk. Uh, speaking of doomed, how about Biden's border policies? Yeah. Uh, you had a story you said to me off air. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, I don't understand how he has the unmitigated gall to go to the border to talk to the agents that he has betrayed, including the horsebacked uh, agents who he's never apologized for whipping Haitian migrants, which didn't happen. What happened when he did that? Yeah, well, we're, well first of all, it's a great point. What, but when you're a narcissist, no, none of that matters to you, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the normal person would, would uh, not go to the border secretary be, and, and face his men and women because of what he's done, because he has been this administration's chief architect of the worst border crisis. And not only has he lied to the American people, he's lied to Congress, as you said, he's vilified his, the, the very men and women that he is supposed to oversee and take care of. And what, what I heard was he, he went to El Paso, and, and while he was engaging Border Patrol personnel there, a, a Border Patrol agent actually asked him, Secretary, why do you keep lying and, and saying that the border is secure when we know it's not? And what I've been told and what's being reported now, he actually looked at these men and women that risk their lives every single day and says, well, that's not what I've been saying. I, I, mean, I, I mean, it's a lie on top of lie on top of lie. I mean, you can't make this up, Rob. Yeah, it is. Uh, to me, it's just I, I mean, we're at the point and I and I use I use the expression, uh, you know, you know why I think there were some problems with the 2020 election? Because I'm not stupid. You know why I think that the uh, the covid virus came from the Wuhan lab? Because I'm not stupid. You know why? You know why I know that the southern border is open right now? Because I'm not stupid, Mark. Are we tired of this crap? Are we not tired of this crap? Amen, brother. Look, we, we were talking about it off air. You know, the, the, the White House press secretary, you know, just a few weeks ago actually told uh, Ducey, well, it, it's not like the illegal aliens simply just walk across the border. <laughs> right. I mean, you're right, you, you can't. Rob, you're right. You cannot make it up. And look, I mean, the, the American people should be just, you know, I've quite frankly pissed off just based on that alone. Like, yeah. like you must think that we're stupid, yeah. that we're not seeing with our own eyes really what's going on. Well, I just, I was talking to a good friend of mine named David Naster, who's a comedian, last night, and I said, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to engage in a conversation with idiots anymore. I'm just, I'm not going to, you know, if you, you think a man can get pregnant, our conversation is over. Right. All you are to me now is an object of ridicule and satire. That's what you are to me. I'm just so done with this crap. Uh, let's talk about Title 42 coming to a close in about a week. Yep. What's, what's going to happen. And I want to ask you about how this judge, uh, uh, Kazmarek, in or, or whatever his name is in northern Texas, um, it, it, saying that uh, the remain in Mexico policy should remain. How are those going to interact, do you suppose? Yeah, so let's take Title 42, Rob. This is a very important question because to some degree, even 
even in the the the, the folks that are, are, are trying to report it accurately, uh, they're they're missing a little bit here because I've heard so much now. Oh, when Title 42 ends, it's going to be a crisis. When Title 40 ends, uh, we're going to have a tsunami. When Title 42 ends, we're going to have a national security threat. No, no. We've already had all of that for the past 24 months. We're we're already in the middle of the worst self-inflicted, unmitigated catastrophe on our southwest border. Drugs are pouring across, killing Americans every single day. Criminals, including murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and gang members are pouring in. And national security threats are potentially pouring in every single day. And they have been for the past 24 months. The ending of Title 42 is as shocking as it's going to be. It's going to take the catastrophe and simply make it worse. But Title 42 is not going to cause the catastrophe. This administration caused it 24 months ago. And now with the Remain in Mexico program, look, the the judge, look, Robert, goes back to what you just said about common sense, right? Because I'm not stupid. Well, the Remain in Mexico program, it worked, right? Yes. Common sense. Yes. You, it, it, right. by, by February of 2020, under the Trump administration, love him or hate him, the facts are, the data shows that we had reduced illegal immigration by 85% yeah. to, to decades uh, uh, low <laughs> by February of 2020. And the Remain in Mexico program was the essential tool and authority we had to do that. So now the judge said, common sense wise, they should reinstate it. I don't have faith that this administration is going to comply. No, I don't think the, so either. Right. They, 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 they refused to enforce the law. They've had other court orders that they refused to, to comply with. So I don't think it's going to have any. Yeah, difference. I thought it was really funny. KJP this morning said or yesterday said that <laughs> he said that that Donald Trump left a broken immigration system yeah. and, and they've been trying to fix it. I mean, honestly, I just don't, I have no I don't I don't have any time for you anymore. I don't have yeah. time for this nonsense yeah. anymore. It's just, it, it is an insult to my intelligence. I'm not going to take it anymore. Now, I want to present something to you, and it is extreme. I'll just tell you, this is extreme, but it would work. I would tell the government of Mexico that by next Friday, you seal that border, or we cease all trade and tourism with the government of Mexico. That's it. Then I would say that we drone strike the manufacturing facilities where these drugs are being made. We drone strike the mansions where these drug lords live in. Now everybody's like, we used to our world war, whatever. Oh, really? Mexico's a sucker fish, and we're the great white shark, all right? And we don't need to, we don't need to take this crap anymore. Donald Trump, he told him, he said, you put some soldiers on that border right now, or there's going to be hell to pay. If you were the president of the United States right now, Mark Morgan, what would you say? Yeah, so, Rob, I, I, I would first say, I would ask you, would you like to come and be an advisor for me? Right? Yes, I will, um, actually. Just let's talk salary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, offline. So, you're, so you're, you're spot on. First of all, let's not forget, that's exactly the first part of that. That's exactly what Donald Trump did. Yeah. That's exactly what President Trump did to tyrants. Look, he said, if you don't step up Mexico and stop this insanity and join this as the global crisis that it is, we're, we're going to crush your nation's GDP. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, the unprecedented cooperation from the government of Mexico from that point forward. At one point, they had over 25,000 personnel that were dedicated not only to securing their southern border, but also increasing interior enforcement. And again, it led, they supported the Remain in Mexico programs, a joint patrols, a whole bunch of, of other co- coordinated efforts that led to the lowest numbers of illegal immigrants that we'd ever seen. And why is that so important? Because as illegal immigration goes up, resources are pulled off, our ability to secure our border goes down. So not only did we reduce illegal immigration, but we also increased our border security, number one. Number two, the drone strikes. Yes, 
look, Rob, the, we, we have to shift away from going after the cartels like we have for the past four or five decades, like we used to go after the Italian mob, right? Yeah. It's called an enterprise theory of investigation. It doesn't work no. against the cartels. We have to go after the cartels with the same level of commitment, uh, resources, and strategy, just like we go after the terrorist organizations. That's what we have to do. Yeah. Look, we already know where all these super meth labs are in Mexico. We know yeah. exactly where they're at. We know yeah. we could easily take them out. And my rec- my, my thought to the, the president of Mexico, you can either do it with us or without us, yep. but it's going to happen. 100%. What are you going to do? I mean, honestly, what is Mexico going to do? Uh, we could crush them like a bug real fast yep. <clears throat> with a little bit of uh, with a little bit of cojones. Let me ask you this, Mark, because... <clears throat> the uh, the Democrat Party and uh, and liberal I won't even say liberal because they're not liberals they're leftists uh, they for instance when we uh, said the obvious which is Democrats want an unlimited stream of people coming across the border so they can load them up with a bunch of free crap and get them to vote Democrat uh, that has kind of backfired because these people that are coming across the border are largely Catholic so they're not so down with uh, kids going to drag queen story hour and abortion until the, the baby is born what do you suppose is the reason being that they want this wholesale flood now i have an opinion on this but uh and, yeah. and i know what they're planning what do you think it is well so so i actually think so there's a difference between actual and perceived right so i do believe that that the open border advocates and the democratic party have have a perceived pro, po, uh, political benefit and it's twofold one is remember illegal aliens are counted part of the census so that's a very real a potential of, of, of redistricting yeah, in the Democrats' that's favor. True. That's Number true. two is, I do believe, now look, we can have that philosophical debate whether it's going to actually be happen in reality, but they do perceive that every single illegal alien that they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote because they think that they're going to be able to, to leverage uh, that, that philosophical belief of some of these migrants coming in that, hey, yeah, I got it, you're conservative, but look what we did for you, you owe us. Uh, it's very yeah. akin. These aren't my words. These are President Biden's words. Remember yeah. when he said that that if you don't, he was talking to someone of color, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they're going to use the same pressure on, on uh, illegal aliens that they find a pathway to citizenship. I'm I'm leaning toward Cloward Piven on this one. Uh, I got to be honest. You look at uh, the the things that this president has done to collapse the economy, the things this president has done to make us energy dependent. I think it's a it is a an attempt to fundamentally change America by blowing it up. I, I absolutely believe that if this is beyond anything that we have uh, thought about yeah. before, I think it's a way to upset the balance of power. I thought it was funny that Governor Newsom, with his perfect hair, was was complaining. He went to the border the other day and he said, yeah. oh, I know we've offered." free health care and all these benefits but we didn't expect this i'm like yep. you know what you're on your own bro that state as far as i'm concerned i want i want california to collapse like east germany <laughs> yeah i mean this is the same governor that basically created the first sanctuary state in yeah. this country and, and, <laughs> I, and you know look i'm not really up to speed on this uh, uh rob maybe you know but wasn't he wearing armani's i, I think he was when he was on the border as i'm well. sure he was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sure yeah. he was. Uh, Mark, Mark, and I got one more question for you. Sure. Uh, what is the Christmas movie that you have to watch every year that gets you into the spirit? I need to know. There, there's really two. And, okay. and I, I hate That's to fine. do it, but there's really two. That's one, okay. it's a one, it's a wonderful life. Of course. The second one is the first Die Hard. Hell yes. Now, Mark, I got to tell you, I watched the first Die Hard. I streamed it live with the you know the big screen TV. It was the first time that I've watched the Die Hard on the big screen without commercial interruption. And I'm going to tell you, it is 
glorious. It's 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 glorious. It is the y- perfect Christmas movie. It's the perfect movie. It is y- yippee ki yay, right? Yeah, and, and don't forget, I have a machine gun now. Her, her, her. <laughs> and Alan Rickman is the best villain. You you got to watch it again, man. It, it, it is it's the perfect movie. I'm with you 100. percent One more. What's your favorite version of Christmas Carol? Is there one that you like the best? Uh, Rudolph. Okay, okay, but but what about the movie the the the, the, the movie Christmas Carol? Uh, I like the George C. Scott version. Is there one that you prefer? No, not really. Not, not really. Okay, right, I right. Have an opinion. Yep. All right. Well, listen. I appreciate your expertise. I I hope and pray for the United States, and I hope something happens next week to stem this. I'm not being very optimistic, but one thing I do know is that people are. We're done with it. We're just kind of yeah. done with it. We're well, here, with Rob, very quick, I know we got to go. Here's the only thing that's going to happen next week. They're just going to do everything they can to get better at processing. Yeah. They're, they're not going to yeah. they're not going to shift their policies, and that's why when the Republicans take back the House in January, we've got to hold them accountable and have political strength, courage, and will to yeah. do the right thing. If that means shutting down the government to stop the bleeding our border, they need to do it. But. I don't know. I'm skeptical. I got to tell you, I would love to see the federal government shut down. I'm not kidding because I was in I was in D.C. when Obama was a president. They did the shutdown and it was all supposed to be panic and fire and brimstone falling from the sky and nothing happened. So about time they started living without like the rest of us. Mark Morgan, God bless you, my brother. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And we'll talk again soon. Okay. you too. Merry Christmas. All right. Very good. It's the Rob Carson show back in a few. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. That is the Vince Guaraldi Trio, which I hear that Charles Schultz did not want as part of the uh, Peanuts Christmas. But it is a magnificent performance. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't him. Yeah, it sounded like it. Still nice. Hey, let's talk about reparations, shall we? And this is brand new for Mr. Jim Gossett, featuring the voice of uh, Al Sharpton, by the way. <laughs> you must pay us reparations. I like this song. Yeah, it was a big deal when I was in high school. Don't a slave you we deserve 300,000 You live in California Call it a forgiven loan Hey, rep, orations It's time to atone <laughs> All in all, I could be taken in a big hall. <laughs> we must pay us reparations. <laughs> and you need to do it soon. <laughs> Pocket change, we are not seeking No, 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 you gotta have a big payout <laughs> No, we're asking for the moon There you go Hey, so, Caucasian, <laughs> listen Throw us all a bone Hey, Caucasians, throw us all a bone <laughs> All right
right. So uh, they had this uh, this big meeting of the California Reparations Task Force. This is uh, people who uh, whatever enslaved uh, uh, demanding money from people who ever never owned any. It, it honestly, if you're going to go down this road, then I think that uh, I mean, for every uh, bad thing that happened in history, somebody needs to be paid for it by people who never were a part of it. It's just so ungodly stupid. It's not even funny. Honestly, it is just just stupid. I'm not afraid to say it. You're a racist. No, I'm not. This is just stupid. Comply or it's going to be serious. Activists demanding 800000 for every black resident uh, warning to the California's reparation strike force. This is a guy named uh, Dion Jenkins. This is Dion Jenkins. And he, in, a, in an interview at the hearing, outside the hearing, he said this. And unfortunately, we all know what's next. Either they're going to comply or it's going to be a serious backlash. I think that was a threat. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think I think there was a whole bunch of uh, uh, defund the police or burn down the city. That happened in 2020, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff. The, the police officers need to go to jail for life in in Minnesota before the trial, or we're going to burn down the city. Yeah, let's go ahead and burn it down anyway. Dion Jenkins hold the uh, uh, first meeting of the task force to study and develop reparations that each uh, person, each African American in uh, <laughs> in California, should be in line uh, for a for a payout. The cost of an average home in California, which is eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Jenkins, who refers to himself as this is his job. He's a hip hop organizer. He's a hip hop organizer. Barack Obama, he he was a community organizer, which means that you don't have a job. Uh, either they're going to comply or it's going to get serious. Jenkins ran for president in 2016 and 2020, ran for U.S. Senate in California in 2022, got 7,000 votes. <laughs> he calls himself a grassroots hip-hop organizer, which means he doesn't have a job, which means that he's failed his entire life, and he's got to this point with a massive chip on his shoulder, and he sees a bunch of gullible idiot libs and he's going to go ahead and make them feel guilty for living and pay for something for somebody who suffered before this jackweed lived in california and didn't have a job that's what it's all about kids that's what it's all about and i gotta tell you i know a whole lot of people uh who are not black who live in poverty and scrape by and do everything they can to try to live the american dream this despite massive headwinds and this fool has done nothing with his life and he wants you to pay for the mistakes and the bad choices he's made there i said it we'll have a little bit more on this possibly next hour let's take a break it's the rob carson show Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Coming up at the bottom of bottom of the hour. It's kind of weird, but you know what I'm saying. A guy named Ole London. He's a social media personality. He has a million followers on TikTok. 750,000 on Instagram. We're going to talk about the TikTok ban of uh, some uh, people who doxed Elon Musk. Because uh, real in-time flight information of someone who is a target of the media and the government isn't news. So there you go. We got that coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour. So don't go anywhere. Uh, it could be interesting. Could be good.
I do want to mention, you know, we got uh, in uh, states around the country, uh, St. Louis, I think they just approved reparations. And these are all because failed Democrat policies have failed the black community so badly and have been instrumental in destroying the black nuclear family. And so reparations is going to fix it. And we'll be able to put everything behind us, right? We write that, bend that, just stroke that check. Everything's going to be healed, right? Everything's going to be over. Families will decide to stay together. 60% of the black population will suddenly not be aborted anymore. The black-on-black murder rate will uh, decline to nothing. Right now, it's 13 times the national average. Right now, in cities like Baltimore, you might as well tell a a 10-year-old black child, particularly a a young, young man, they may not make it to their 21st birthday. And if they do, they're going to be uh, addicted and uh, criminal. <clears throat> a good chance of it. Or in jail. But I'm sure this reparation check will take care of all of it. Uh, all that behavior. All of the, uh, I don't know, socioeconomic problems created by Democrat policies. Well, suddenly, uh, the clouds will open and, uh, and uh, all of a sudden, the cul-de-sac neighborhoods and everything will be perfect. Everything, the schools will work again, those Democrat-run schools that have destroyed so many lives, including, again, I use Baltimore because it's the template for uh, face plant. Failure. Chicago, same thing. It's all a ruse. By some people who want a big payday because they've failed through their entire lives, and Democrat politicians who think, for some odd reason, never worked before, a government check will fix everything. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's pointless. And all it does is make people who uh, never owned slaves, presumably most of us not descendants of slave owners, most of our families came from Europe and other parts of the world after slavery was over. Excuse me. So it's, uh, it's nonsense. It's, uh, it's picking someone's pocket. And it's a joke. It's a joke. This is a little uh, uh, audio from a speaker at the uh, Oakland, California. Uh, reparations, the first meeting of the California Board of Reparations the other day. Uh, here's some of the dialogue. Good morning. My name is Camila Moore, and I'm the chairperson of the First in the Nation California Reparations Task Force. She's wearing a mask, by the way. Yeah. Study and develop reparations proposals for African Americans with a special consideration for African-Americans who are descendants of persons enslaved in the United States. Okay, so every African-American, I guess, right, even if mom and dad came from um, Chad in uh, 1960, I'm assuming. Thank you, Parliamentarian Johnson and Task Force members. The vote was uh, eight ayes and zero nays. The ayes have been in the motion. Rehabilitation, restitution, satisfaction, and guarantees of non-repetition. Blah, 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 blah. This, I don't believe, will come to fruition because the people of California and other states are going to say, no, I don't think so. I'm not paying for this crap. Also, California does not have a half a trillion dollars for this nonsense. And also, there's DNA testing. You want to give your DNA to the government so they can look at it? And then decide what percentage of you in this. It's so stupid, it's not even funny. Just, just, just stupid. Speaking of stupid, let's talk about our president. Because our president wants to pay uh, and is, is going ahead with the, uh, the uh, uh, paying reparations to Africa because of the slave trade. Which, uh, by the way, uh, there were literally tribe leaders in Africa who imprisoned their own uh, people and sent them off 
to uh, to other countries. And, and and America was, by the way, uh, slavery was the way of the world uh, at the time of our founding. And did you also know that there were states uh, that had already outlawed uh, colonies that had outlawed slavery before 1800? I guess you didn't know that, did you? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Here's Joe Biden. He's got a whole list of things he's going to do. He's going to send a bunch of money over to uh, Rwanda, which is such a great country. I mean, honestly, run by completely pe- people who are on the up and up and certainly definitely not an S-hole like, uh, like uh, Donald Trump called Rwanda and all of the other S-hole countries around the world. MCC investments are part of the work we're doing worldwide through the Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investment. I propose this initiative together with the rest of the G7 to help fill the need for quality, high-standard infrastructure. The G stands for, God, you people are stupid. Africa and the low-income and middle-income countries around the world. Now, the G7- how, about, uh, how about those countries just kind of get their crap together and, uh, and stop having people in charge who uh, take all of the, uh, the money of the people and all, the, all, the, uh, all of the uh, efforts and, and taxation of the people and enrich themselves while the people starve? How about that? Seven meeting earlier this year, we announced our intention to collectively mobilize $600 billion in the next five years. Yeah, and it won't do anything, and I'll explain why in a second. Today's announcement, joint, joint a portfolio of Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investment Projects. Now, here's a problem. They've tried this. Joe Biden literally wants to pay... African nations to get rid of coal-fired plants for solar, solar and wind. They've already tried it. It's never worked. Do you know why? Because these countries are so corrupt that the money is just hoarded by the leaders while the people starve. It's kind of the template for what Nancy Pelosi and her ilk want to do here. Yeah. Renowned Johns Hopkins economist Peter Henke, not like Mr. Hankey, uh, Steve Hankey has opined that Ghana's quest to switch to renewable energy has failed. What? According to him, this is evident of the country's intermittent power supply challenges, which has popularly become known as DUMSOR, D-U-M-S-O-R, DUMSOR. Ghana took $700 million from the World Bank in 2015 for its renewable energy drive, and unfortunately, it's done a face plant. 2015, Ghana signed the Paris Agreement, and the World Bank provided $700 million guarantee for Ghana's renewable energy transformation. Today, Ghana faces regular blackouts. The green experiment in Ghana has been a blackout completely. That's racist. No, it's not. It's just when the lights are off. Three countries that have become poster children for green disasters. Ghana, South Africa, South Africa which is uh, Joe Biden is also uh, sending billions of our money to, to them without our uh, say at all, by the way, while you live paycheck to paycheck, shop at the dollar store for groceries, and you have to uh, get an app for your phone that tells you which stores are selling uh, products that are about to expire or past expiration. Yeah, th- that's going on, by the way. What do they all have in common? So- oh, Sri Lanka too, Sri Lanka. We'll throw Sri Lanka in there. What do they have all in common? Power cuts? Protests and blackouts. Yeah. Yeah. There is no such thing as a green free lunch, according to Professor Hankey. The Paris Agreement was reached on December 12, 2015, when world leaders met to set goals to tackle climate change and its negative impacts. Meanwhile, the starving people of sub Saharan Africa get uh, nothing. 
nothing. I remember I saw a, a PSA. And it was, a, I believe it was a, uh, an African country. And there were some, uh, you know, volunteers from whatever, uh, feed the children. I don't know what to uh, And what they were doing is they were taking uh, two-liter bottles. And they were drilling holes in people's roofs. And they were putting water in the two-liter bottle and sticking it into the hole in the roof. And it lights up the room like a light bulb. That would make so, more sense than getting rid of coal fire plants over there. Or getting rid of them over here. Because it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is an article by Stacy Mulkin. There was a green revolution locking African farmers into a system that is not designed for their benefit, but for the national uh, multinational corporations. Uh, AGRA collected um, nearly a billion dollars in donations, dispersed 524 million primarily to 13 African countries, promoting the use of commercial seeds, chemical fertilizers, and pesticides, a technology package further boosted by about $1 billion per year in subsidies from African national governments. This is to feed, this is the old uh, uh, don't, don't give someone fish, teach them how to fish kind of thing. They said that uh, these were the surest pathway to reducing poverty and hunger in Africa. Remember, they did a song about it in the 80s. It was really terrible, and nobody there is either alive or famous anymore, except for Bruce Springsteen, I guess. Maybe Banana Rama. George Michael. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, yeah, anyway, <clears throat> we are the world. Have you heard that song that this year? I haven't. I haven't. Or that other really terrible John Lennon song. Uh, war is over. I mean, what a sorry. It's a terrible Christmas song. It's uh, it's based on stupidity. Uh, but Agra has provided no evaluation, comprehensive reporting f- to support the claim. In other words, it didn't work at all. Documents show that productivity growth, no significant increases in food security or small farmer incomes, and worsening hunger in most of Agra's target countries. It's a failing model, failing results. Time to change course. Remember when Donald Trump called some countries around the world asshole countries and everybody got all uh, butthurt about it? Well, see, that's what happens when you send billions of dollars to asshole countries. You're being racist because it's Africa. No, 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 no. There's all sorts of asshole countries. Cuba's an asshole country. Venezuela's a major asshole country. They're all over the place. And sorry if I offend your uh, your sensibilities if you're living in the United States, but uh, there's a reason why you left. <sighs> So they're going to send a whole lot of money more over there, and it's going to be wasted, and people are going to have their power taken away because the only reliable power is coal. Coal is plentiful, and uh, there you go. Oh, and then there's this. Businesses are demanding full refund for their taxes in San Francisco, the Tenderloin District. Yeah, the Tenderloin District. Apparently, a bunch of business owners are uh, petitioning the city to refund all of the business sales and property taxes from 2022 because they have made it absolutely uh, impossible to do business there. Way to go, Democrats. I hope this happens all over the country. I hope they do it in Minneapolis and Detroit and Ferguson, Missouri, and uh, Walk- uh, what was it? Not Waukesha. Uh, uh, the other town in Wisconsin, I'm drawing a blank, where Kyle Rittenhouse uh, shot, killed those, uh, and, and then shot that other guy, these uh, morons who, who went after him. They didn't know how to use their firearms, and they got killed. Uh, the result is a cast- catastrophic loss of revenue for small businesses that are vital to the health and safety of the neighborhood, according to the uh, Tenderloin Business Coalition petition due to this untenable situation. Businesses are closing. There's a real and palpable fear. The neighborhood is now on the verge of collapse. Well, here's the deal, kids. If you voted for anybody who is in power right now in San Francisco, uh, tough bleep. That's what I got to say.
That said, if you didn't, then I would encourage you, uh, if you can, to not only get your taxes back, but uh, sue their butts off. How about that? Let's take a break. We've got much more, including uh, some COVID stuff, what the lockdown did, what were the price we're paying, and, uh, and your phone calls at 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah. Right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. So the CDC is uh, obviously a uh, lying tool of the state. And um, they... uh, the, the CDC decided that they would scrub numbers showing upwards of 2.5 million defensive gun uses a year after being pressured by gun control activists. Did you know that? Did you know that? You talk about gun, gun crime and gun this and gun that and guns bad and guns you shouldn't be able to defend yourself and all that. Well, it turns out, looks like up to about 2.5 million times in this country, guns were used to save people from getting murdered by bad guys with guns. <gasps> yeah, yeah. So... Um, the CDC was pressured to remove links to a summary of studies on, uh, on shootings that showed an annual uh, range between 60 and 2.5 million uh, defensive gun uses, which actually totally eclipses the number of uh, criminal gun uses. So people with guns stopped more crimes than crimes were committed. And if people hadn't had guns, then you would have added about another 2.5 million uh, crimes to the book. That's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like, uh, you know, the Second Amendment exists for a reason. It's just, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, one of the emails allegedly sent by Gun Violence Archive Executive Director Mark Bryant said that 2.5 million number le- needs to be killed, buried, dug up, killed again, and buried again. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? It is highly misleading. It is out of context. And honestly, I believe it has zero value, even as an outlier, point to uh, dishonest DC, blah, 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 whatever. <clears throat> where I live, open carry happens. And where I live, uh, no smash and grab robberies. This year, last year, the year before, the year before, the year before, the year before. There's a year before and the year before. Also, you can go to a liquor store at 1 in the morning and not worry about getting shot. Because chances are the guy behind the counter is packing. It's kind of cool, actually. That's what the Second Amendment is all about. So, uh, Lori Lightfoot, uh, she's trying to cover up the exploding violence uh, in Chicago that she has ushered in. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It, did she just appear? Wait, what was that? <clears throat> What she did was uh, she made the decision for the city to move away from police scanners and encrypt radio frequency data. Now, she's saying it's to protect police officers. But really what it is is to cover up crimes uh, either in progress or right after they happen so that, that uh, the news, uh, news reporters have to go to, like, police authorities after the fact rather than being able to follow in real time what's going on. That's toxic. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. No, it's not. It's actually about uh, getting a heads up, knowing when a crime is in progress or has happened so the journalists can cover it. Here's a story from uh, Chicago TV. Switching this is the K 
came up with uh, drag racing, snatch shots fired. It's the soundtrack to a seedier side of our city. Well, that guy is really dramatic in his reading. The storyline of crime. That robbery just occurred with a child, uh, 5,700 Adams. Is there a baby in the car? Cops and criminals engaged in the dance of law and order. The dance of law and order. Wow. Chronicled and broadcast as it happens on police radios. That's quite a setup. Police scanner transmissions have been available for decades. Now you're approaching the Ryan. Yes, he's going the wrong way on the expressway. From covering crime to reporting on threats to the public as they unfold. The police scanner is the link that allows those beyond law enforcement to know what's happening. Chicago police are now joining at least half a dozen other departments in encrypting their radio frequencies so those without their specialized equipment... Yeah, some of those uh, those places are uh, Denver, Democrat, Chicago, Democrat, San Diego, Democrat, Vegas, Democrat, San Jose, Democrat, and uh, Los San Francisco, Democrat. Can't listen. Media law attorney Stephen Mandel is making the case for Chicago News organizations. Once you encrypt those transmissions, that shuts off that level of information. Yeah, because, you know, if you see the the bullet casings and you you see the shrapnel of the crime that has happened, then then you want to do something about it. And it exposes the failures of the mayors and the city leadership and the morons who thought that defunding the police was cool and the idiots who said that uh, you could steal $1,000 worth of merchandise from your local CVS and not get any trouble over it. That's what that's all about. This is just another, uh, I guess, extension of the uh, nonsense that's happened nationally with regard to social media and the mainstream media and shutting down real discussion about real things. Now, coming up, we got a guy named uh, Ole London. Could be a guy. I don't know. Might, maybe it might be somebody else. Anyway, he's a social media personality. going to talk a little bit about what's going on with uh, Elon Musk, the takeover of uh, Twitter. Uh, the doxing of Elon Musk uh, by uh, the media and uh, the reaction from the media to that. All of that on the way. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation. It means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline is Ali London. He is a social media personality, also a Newsmax contributor, among other things. And he uh, joins us from England this morning or this afternoon. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Hey Rob, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I am glorious. I'm in the uh, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I'm kind of uh, I just think it's a wonderful holiday because it, it's really uh, kind of nice. And, and you know what happens in in Great Britain uh, that uh, people get joy out of giving. I just think it's really cool. Exactly. I mean, some people are trying to cancel the word Christmas now and, you know, forget that it's Jesus's birthday and stuff. But, you know, we, we still want to keep the tradition alive and keep giving presents and, you know, have all the decorations and keep the good festive spirit alive. Uh, very good. Well, I want to talk to you about a few things. One of the things I would like to start with is your knowledge of social media. You are a prolific uh, TikToker 
and Instagram uh, contributor. Um, what do you think about Elon Musk removing several quote unquote journalists for uh, sharing real time flight data of his uh, of his uh, of his plane? Well, firstly, I want to say that Twitter has um, really changed since Elon Musk took over. I mean, there were so many people, particularly conservative activists and journalists that were banned before. There were children's activists that were banned and suspended simply for speaking up for what was right. So, um, you know, now people are trying to say that Elon is, you know, cancelling free speech by deleting these journalists. Firstly, he's only banned them for seven days. And secondly, they actually put him at risk. I think Elon is at a big risk right now. He's exposing a lot of corruption collusion with the fbi and yes. twitter executives so he is at personal risk right now and um the other day a stalker was following one of his children yes his baby in a car and um these journalists were posting his live location about his jet when it was landing and stuff so he's being put at risk so you know it's not right to share someone's live location especially when they're in the public eye when they have enemies so yeah i think he was right to do that and you know he he is saying that he's bringing them back in seven days but they must not do do that again and he definitely took the right decision well i think so too and i've i've uh, gotten a lot of uh, grief from even my family members about this is public information it's the faa well you know what um no it's doxing it is not a news story to know where elon musk is in the air that is not a news story. There was only one reason to put his uh, location on the air and that is for people to attack him. It is the same to me as uh, putting out uh, Brett Kavanaugh's address. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that when when he Brett Kavanaugh had activists outside his house, that was a real risk. You know, they were threatening him with violence. Um, So, you know, Elon was absolutely right. And it's not fair to release that. I get, you know, some people are arguing it's public information, but this is a man that is currently a big target for certain people that don't want to be exposed. He's exposing a lot of corruption, a lot of collusion. So he needs to be protected. And, you know, he shouldn't have his live location shed. He shouldn't have his baby being chased by a stalker in a mask that's filming his baby on a on a road. You know, it's just not right and it's not safe. Ollie, uh, where were you politically and where are you now? What would you consider yourself? I'm not asking to, you to pigeonhole yourself. But would you say you, you are uh, liberal, you are fairly conservative, libertarian? Where would you say you are on the political spectrum? Um, I mean, I hold all the conservative values. You know, I, I feel that um, Republicans have the best interests of Americans, um, in the best interests of children. You know, and sadly, I used to like, you know, years ago when I was younger, I used to like some of the policies of the Democratic Party. But sadly, they've become completely corrupted and completely changed. I mean, if you look at, you know, Nancy Pelosi, her husband always does these stock um, buying things the yes. day before a <laughs> yes. law is passed or something goes through Congress. So, like, there's so much corruption. And now we're looking at the FTX scandal. Oh, yes. Uh, FTX, that guy, you know, that crazy guy, <laughs> he was the second biggest donor for the Democrats. And yeah. you have people like Maxine Waters that were taking these donations. And they're not going to prosecute him. He was meant to testify the other day before yes. Congress. And suddenly he was arrested <laughs> the day before. So yeah. he stays silent. So, you know, I feel like there's so much corruption in the Democratic Party. And then you've got the president's son hunter biden what was on his laptop was beyond shocking it's revealed a lot of things i mean i think hunter biden committed treason i mean selling out america to china to russia uh you know absolutely shocking stuff there's also horrific images of him on there engaging in shocking acts with uh, you know girls that look very young um so it's it's just abhorrent so i definitely think the republicans 
No, I love the Republicans. They're very nice. They've embraced me. They've been very kind yeah, to me. Yeah. They just want the best for children. They just want the best for the world, and they want the best for America. Now, <clears throat> something I noticed on your on your uh, social media, you went through a transition. You were going to become uh, female, and mm-hmm. and you went through some degree of change. Let me ask you what precipitated that, and what has happened since? Because I know that you have detransitioned, and and I I really want to. Know no, because there are so many young people in this country who are being pushed toward transgenderism as a solution for their already deeply uh, troubled mental state. Tell me about your journey, why you did it and what stopped it and what turned it around. Well, I've come to realize now that it is a mental health issue. You know, what I was going through at the time was I was suffering. I was extremely deeply um, unhappy with myself. When I'd look in the mirror, I was not happy. And the society as a whole, I was living in Korea at the time when I started having surgeries. And, you know, it's pushed on you that you should look a certain way. You can perfect yourself. The looks are everything. And then if you fast forward to the last few years, um, myself included, I also felt victim to, you know, the normalization of changing your genders. It's so easy. It's a dream. If you do it, your life will change. You'll be happy. It's not a dream. I've learned from experience, but there are thousands and thousands of teens across America that are detransitioning, that are sharing their stories, that it really isn't a dream for most people. It's, you know, they're being sold this ideal that it's easy this is cool. This is trendy. If you want to transition, you're going to be one of the cool kids. It's not the case. It's no. very destructive for mental health. And I think most of these kids are suffering from gender dysphoria, which I've come to realize is what I had. Yeah. Whereas yeah. they're confused about their gender, which is normal part of being a teenager. You question yourself. Yes. You question your place <clears throat> in the world. But the fact that there are now over uh, 70 pediatric clinics across America, there weren't that many a few years ago, there's over 300 clinics offering children hormones, puberty blockers. In Oregon, a child, a 15-year-old, can have these surgeries, uh, gender reassignment surgeries, without their parents' consent. And by the way, that's taxpayer-funded in Oregon. No surprises there with the, the Democratic um, government Unreal. running Oregon. Um, but, you know, it's just absolutely abhorrent. And, you know, I am an adult. I fell victim to this. Uh, I also blame myself. You know, I, I'm kind of easily influenced by what I see online, what people yeah. tell me. People were always telling me I was more feminine, I'm more girly, I should be a girl. So I kind of just fell for that. And I went through with some facial feminization surgeries. I changed my lifestyle. But, you know, I'm an adult. I I do take some responsibility for that. But kids cannot consent to transitioning. They cannot yeah. consent to this. This wasn't happening years ago. This is a very recent trend. There's a lot of money being made by these yes. hospitals and these teachers and these, you know, school school boards that are pushing this on kids. They absolutely do not have the best interests of children. Ollie, let me ask you this. <clears throat> There's a lot of... Um... Uh, sexualization of uh, children that's happening. There's a lot of uh, people trying to push the sexualization of children and transgenderism in American schools. What is the purpose? Why are they doing this? I'd like I'd like your take on it. Do you do you why do they why are they doing this? It's absurd. I mean it's 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 insane is what it is. Why are they doing it? Do you suppose? It really is insanity. I mean, there are so many different reasons why I believe they're doing this. Uh, one, they want to corrupt the youth. 
I mean, you look at apps like TikTok. Um, yes. TikTok pushes these videos of, you know, these trendy TikTok stars that are transitioning. They're in drag. They're doing woman face. And, you know, that's seen as cool. The TikTok algorithm promotes that. If you go on the Chinese version of TikTok, which is Douyin, you see completely different videos. You yeah. see strong alpha males and strong females. You do not see these kind of people wanting to be trans and stuff. So I think uh, social media has a big part to blame especially with tiktok um also schools you know schools are pushing this because um teachers are being taught and in some cases the teachers don't agree with it but if they dare to you know speak up for this they lose their jobs they get fired so you know they're in fear so they are being forced to teach this also textbooks are yeah. you know changing over time you have school libraries where they have whole sections about being trans trans is cool yeah. you know they have these little cartoons telling a five-year-old it's cool to change your gender yeah. um when it's not cool it's not normal to do that when you're a kid um so i think the you know the education system but also the medical institutions like i said there's been a rapid increase in the number of clinics opening across america yeah. 300 clinics 70 pediatric hospitals they make seventy thousand dollars for a male to female transition wow. and it's around forty to fifty thousand dollars for a female to male transition so when you start to look at the money it kind of makes sense why they're doing it they also want to kind of corrupt the youth you know they want to confuse kids yeah. you know it, yeah. it's weakening america and then you know countries like china and russia laugh at america what it's become you know america is the best country in the world i love america yeah. it's an incredible country but it is eroding american values and it you know it weakens uh, america's standing in the world yeah now there are Excuse me. There are several uh, members of Congress who are introducing a bill to ban TikTok in the United States. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I firstly, I fully support um, what just happened in the Senate. The Senate actually unanimously passed a bill to ban government officials and government agencies from having TikTok on their devices, which is rightly so, because TikTok is controlled by China, which is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. So they have access to the 80 million active american users that use tiktok they have you know information about their live location yeah. about their political beliefs and what's been exposed recently wow. is there are chinese state media accounts that don't even label themselves as state media on tiktok and before the midterm elections they were actually promoting videos criticizing republican candidates not democrat criticizing wow. republican candidates <laughs> which was trying to influence the election so it's a lot of dangers there. But I think the best solution is what President Trump was trying to do. He gave TikTok 45 days to sell to U.S.-based companies, and a deal was going through with Microsoft and Oracle. That's right. And then, that, and then that fell through. And, you know, that would have meant that the TikTok would have been owned by an American company. The data of all those Americans would be safe in American servers. But unfortunately, as soon as Joe Biden got to office, one of the first things he did was revoke the executive order. I wonder why, you know, Hunter does a lot of deals with China. Maybe that's why. But um, it's so I think the best thing to do would be for TikTok to be owned by a U.S. company, yes. not outright banned. Um, and also, uh, like Elon Musk is doing with Twitter, we need some kind of look into TikTok's policies. That needs to be exposed. Have they been trying to silence certain political voices? Uh, I've certain be, certainly been silenced before on TikTok about my detransitioning when I've spoken yes. up about things going on in China. I've been banned. I've had my you know account blocked. So we need to look at those things, and it needs to be more of a democratic process. Um, so that, you know, more people can um, feel free to express their opinions online without fear of China censoring them.
I got to tell you, I'm, <clears throat> I've really enjoyed this conversation with you today, Ollie. Um, and, and I hope it, it sounds like you are in a better place than you were. It sounds, I mean, I've got to tell you, I, I am, I'm impressed. You are crystal clear on all, all points. I'm just very, very impressed. And I, and I hope, and I wish you continued success with what you do. And I, and I hope maybe someday that you'll be a featured speaker in the United States who can speak about, uh, detransitioning and the, the fraud and malfeasance associated with the transgender, uh, phenomena that's happening in the country. I've really enjoyed having you on, Ollie. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rob. And I'll be releasing a book next year. So I'll definitely be doing the speaking tour to try and help these teens, you know, give them some clarity and try and help them, you know, get over these gender struggles. So I appreciate the opportunity and happy holidays to you and everyone. Yeah. And I want to tell everybody <clears throat> in the audience who don't know, Ollie, it's O-L-I London. And you can find you on uh, Truth Social, on Twitter, among other places. It might be uh, he might be a good person or I don't know what pronoun you use. I don't want to offend you. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, and honestly, I, you know, I, I understand that um but i uh, i i do hope that maybe some parents will share this with their kids uh, your your wisdom and your knowledge thank you sir and and uh, ollie thank you uh god bless you and merry christmas thank you very much god bless you and merry christmas to you rob thank you all right let's take a break you are listening to the rob carson show his first grade teacher said he talked out of turn worse after he's missed a day well things haven't changed it's the rob carson show Christmas music. Love it. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Michael Bublé. Everywhere you go. Ridiculously Take awesome. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again. <laughs> with candy canes and silver lanes that glow. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I got a lot of ways I could take the last few minutes of the show, but unfortunately, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of time. Don't have a lot of time, but I, I do have a couple stories that I want to get to that are just uh, just so, just so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, hold on. I think I got my theme song. Hold on. We haven't done this in a while. I got the, the stupid update. Hold on one second. Here's the, uh, I think we need to whip out something we haven't whipped out in a while. <clears throat> And I'm not just, well, okay, let's not go there. Uh, it's the Don't Catch a Stupid Update. Stupid, 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 So the uh, Trans uh, Transportation Security Administration uh, spent $18.6 million on nine binary screening systems to advance civil rights. This, this is, uh, I would say, stick with me, this is going to make sense. But the more I say it, the less sense it makes. The uh, FY22 Omnibus Appropriations uh, to Implement Non-Binary Screening Systems, uh, American taxpayer dollars used to modify advanced imaging technology units, units, that'll make sense in a second, I just foreshadowed, units in airport checkpoints to allow increased accuracy and efficacy. By replacing the current gender-based AIT system, the new, more accurate technology will also advance civil rights and protect the customer experience of travelers, blah, 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 according to TSA. <clears throat> Currently, TSA agents push a pink button for a traveler who is a female. Dear God, that is so homophobic and transphobic and, and uh, anti-pink something. 
it's it's terrible. Anyway, pink button for a female traveler and a blue button for a male passenger. All you people doing your gender reveal parties, you're all a bunch of homophobes or transphobes or cisgender trans whatever phobes. Anyway, for a male passenger before a passenger fully enters the body scanner, so the they won't be surprised when they see that is not a uh, vape canister like. Um, Brittany Griner. The uh, body scanner program to look for penises. I know. Uh, the, imagine that, right? Did you know that the body scanner is looking for your unit? They can see it. Okay? When you go in there and put your arms up, you're naked. Yeah. Our government did this to you. Isn't that nice to know? Isn't that just good to know? Just bust right into the, the dressing room. Anyway, look for penises on passenger scan as male and press on passenger scan as female. Well, that's out the window. If the uh, officer selects the female button and the machine detects a uh, penis, uh, then it could interpret a body part as a potential threat issuing an alarm. Say, are you packing? <laughs> so stupid. This is just so stupid. Jose Bonilla, Bonilla uh, said that the TX, TSA's executive director for travel engagement, he said that this technology should be gender neutral. You know, it really should be, and we're there. TSA uh, data shows the agency receives 26,542 screening complaints annually. 6% of those complaints, 6%, oh my God, from members of the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ community. That number tracks roughly with census data from Gallup, which show that about 7% of the population uh, they identify as LGBTQ. So they're the only ones who are complaining about the penis detector. Uh, TSA has updated its transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming passengers webpage to provide information at the to the traveling public on the gender-related updates, including updates to the AIT screening protocols, aka known as the penis detector. So nobody will be offended. Uh, the TSA updated standard operating standards to remove gender considerations when value, validating a traveler's identification at airport security checkpoints. Will this make anybody uh, safer? I don't think so. The TSA does allow pre-check travelers to select an X gender marker option on its application as an alternative gender category, which makes it kind of stupid. Stupid, 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 people, 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 people. Just plain stupid. Stupid is stupid, does miss blue. Who got stupid? Back to wrap things up in a second. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show. God bless you guys. Have a glorious weekend. Watch my TV show on Newsmax. Rob Carson's What in the World. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See ya.